guys. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Service Without Excuses podcast, season number two. We are back here. Welcome. Brand new studio. Got all kinds of stuff right here uh, going on. So um, we got we got some some pretty cool stuff. Um, we want to welcome you again to the Service Without Excuses podcast, season number two, episode number one. Wow. It's been a while. Um, things got a little crazy. We did our last podcast right about spring of last year and business took off like gangbusters. Um, certain parts of our business were a little more challenging. Certain parts of our business were crazy busy. So we're very, 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 very grateful for that. Um, just glad to be with you here today on the Service Out Excuses podcast and also on Google Stream. You can see me right here. And I just got to realize which camera I'm looking into. It's a little bit challenging. But our episode today talks about teamwork and teamwork. You could call it working with your coworkers, communication, things like that. But teamwork, does it really matter? Now, I came from a little bit of a sports background. I played sports when I was young, uh, played sports in high school, um, you know, knew the, uh, the aptitude of team. I brought team into business when I was training technicians in the field. Um, team was very, very important to have, um, very important to, um, to distinguish to each employee and technician that teamwork did matter, that without uh, your other colleagues behind you, you were never going to succeed where you wanted to get. And many, many times over history with different companies, we always achieved a goal by a team atmosphere. As I say, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback in the world, but if you take him and put him on a team with a bunch of newbies and uh, rookies, well... He's going to have a challenge. And you can see a little bit where he's moved from New England, and he's done a pretty good job this year going to Tampa. Um, definitely turned it around, started out a little rocky, but uh, turned around very, very well. And that requires that your teamwork is great, even though he is arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Um, we knew that the teamwork is extremely important. Just bear with me. I'm going to take something to drink. Just understand that that is vitally important to me. Um, in a world where uh, we're not working under the same roof anymore, why is it important? Well, it's important to make sure that the communication is effective. And even though you're not seeing that person necessarily every single day, to know the communication schedules are um, effective, that communications between employees and between the office and the employees and office and technicians is extremely important, extremely um, uh, difficult to get things accomplished with not. This year with COVID, um, what's made it very difficult, and we're in 2021 now. We're out of 20, thank God. Um, we're in a brand new year and optimistic, and some new vaccines have come out. We look like we're going to be on the upswing, even though we have a couple of difficult months, it looks like, ahead of us. We've kind of gotten accustomed to it with every single um, day, with wearing our PPP and, and our safety precautions when working in a home and also in our office, um, keeping non-essential office staff, which means our office manager, I'm not here working virtually, which worked very good since the spring of last year. A little bit different, again, to be under, but the communication level is still the same. We can still talk on the phone. So the point is, if you're not seeing the person, a lot of times you run into somebody and, you, you know, you get to work and you go, oh, yeah, I got to tell Tim, well, Tim, just for namesake, um, that, you know, he has to make sure he um, repairs the stair tool because the stair tool is starting to leak. One of the jets is not working correctly. And it's, it's that I'm using this as a hypothetical. So if he saw Tim, if, if Rich saw Tim, he would think, oh, I got to tell him. But if he doesn't see him, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. We all know what that is. And that's very, very real when it comes to um, what goes on. If you don't see somebody, sometimes you don't say it. Well, what we started doing was putting notes, a uh, program called Evernote that I use right here on all of our computers and all of our um, our laptops and cell phones. And if there was a note to be given, we would take it, itemize it, and put it out there. Or as simply as this, we would just text it to one another and say, hey, this is uh, John, Tim, uh, the steering wheel is starting to leak in truck number four. Um, we got to make sure that it's up 
and uh, running so it doesn't leak all over our customers' homes and businesses. Um, very important to have that done. So what we did is we changed the way we communicate. Instead of getting here and having a meeting and going through a punch list of things that we would normally do, um, which is which is a very important part of it, um, we would essentially, um, from a, from a, a standpoint, we would do it virtually. And that requires notes and sometimes being a little almost annoying because you're looking at it going, my God, did he have to send me another note? And the phone beep, 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 beep. It's a pain in the ass. It definitely is, but it's very, very effective and it's very, very um, detail-oriented, I would say, when it comes to uh, making sure we communicate with each other on those important facts, important information. So instead of the meeting being here, we might have done the meeting on Zoom virtually. We might do the meeting in the parking lot where we're spaced apart from one another every once in a while. If we got to work on the trucks and we're all here together, when they got to another truck, they would, of course, wear PPP um, respirators, uh, not respirators, a dust mask or a, uh, a safety mask, um, gloves, if need be, whatever that happens to be. So it's definitely a different year for any service business. I don't care. I've talked to probably... 40 to 50 different small to mid-size to a little bit larger service-based businesses, cleaning, restoration, plumbing, and they've all the similar challenges, you know, going into working on what has been on the Jersey Shore here, a very, very hot summer this year and having to wear, uh, you know, a, a mask to keep everybody safe. It's not easy to do, and we've had to have some other protocols in place in homes because we can't have our employees, you know, passing out because they can't breathe enough oxygen during a really hot day. So we had to do certain things. We're keeping the customers away from us certain times where the mask was not able to be worn from a safety standpoint ourselves. And then when a customer had to get a hold of them, they would either contact um, the office or they would call the cell phone or whatever that happens to be. And it was pretty effective. It wasn't nobody was really bothered or they could yell for him, just say, hey, <laughs> we need to talk to you about what you're doing in my house, the next room, or how did this room come out or um, how did the tile and grout come out in an area? You know, there's ways around it. There's so many things today versus the past. I mean, you got to think about it. My first job, professional job out of school, was working for a company where a cell phone was probably the size of my mixing board right here. It's pretty big. I mean, it's not huge, but, you know, it's probably about that big, and it was probably about this deep. And that was the first cell phone. This thing was a monster, and it cost a small fortune, but we had to use it as communication pieces, whether we were calling out. Oh, God forbid you were calling out. No, you weren't doing it internally. So we didn't have these things. We didn't have the Internet. We didn't have texting. didn't exist. So how do we communicate with one another? Well, when we couldn't get in touch with one another, because we worked in some areas sometimes that were extremely challenging to get a hold of one another. Um, we had to be um, diverse. We had to be uh, uh, innovative in a way. We had to make sure that we uh, got in touch with each other one way or the other. Sometimes that required picking up good old, as they call it, Ma Bell, calling from the customer's phone. Um, sometimes with the old circular thing, you know, if you're younger, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but you would call from the home to say, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to be here. If you need to get in touch with me, you got to call this phone number. We already have the customer's phone number. That's how they got in touch with us. So we worked around it. Even though we didn't have all these tools, we had a different way to be innovative. We had a different way to communicate. We had a different way to work better together. And this year, it's really experienced that. And one of the things that was, was discussed with me, one of my clients was talking to me and my partner about this. And he said, you know, because we've been so distanced from one another, other than working on jobs together, um, and other stuff. It's just been a weird year where usually there's a lot more camaraderie and, and face-to-face stuff. Is it very effective? Has it seemed like it's deteriorated some of the teamwork? And for us, it has not. We've just tried to keep it up. It's just been a different way to communicate a game, a different way to execute. Um, 
how many people do you know? And I, I just, I'm using this as an example. I just went out um, to meet with a potential client the other day, and I went out to see what they did on the job. And a friend of mine actually um, told me this probably would be something I'd like to see, um, just based on his experience knowing me. Um, I can't stand inefficiencies. I can't stand when things are just not the best use of time. I mean, listen, there are Everybody uses things not to the best of time, no matter what they are. But when they're blatant, nasty, expensive, stupid, and time-consuming inefficiencies, then you got to really nip it in the bud and figure out what it was. So the person happened to own a carpet installation business or flooring installation business. And he was an older gentleman, very, very nice guy, but had awful, I mean, just awful communication skills with his employees and technicians. Um, to where he's just the old codger that he can't get out of his own way. And he's had his business. He's been doing this line of work for 40 years. He has multiple employees. God love him. I don't know how any of them are really standing with him. Again, nice guy but when it comes to managing and and directing his technicians, his employees. He, he, it's a shit show. I have no other way to say it at all. So I, I looked at this and went, wow, you know, he's when things are not picked up immediately, because in his mind, he's explaining something clear. He's saying, go over there and pick that up. But he's not saying go over there and pick that up. He's saying, go get the double wedge 16 uh, ply tool. Well, most of the technicians have no fucking idea what he's talking about. I, I probably wouldn't either because he never spent the time to explain it to them unless they were quick enough to pick up what each of the tools were. Most people are not going to do that. Most employees are not going to do that. They have to be trained and educated. There's a reason the military, they have standard operating procedures. You see me talk about this every single time over and over and over again, because the military wants you to, wants to become focused memory, wants to become, um, you know, back, your, your, your subconscious memory, I guess is the best way to say it. They want you to know in your mind, you can almost say it in your sleep what you're doing. It's almost like we're being trade, uh, trained with right now when it comes to COVID and people not having masks on, things like that. We would never think about that a year ago, but now all of a sudden we don't see somebody with it on or somebody with it in the room that needs it. You know, you're going, why aren't they wearing it? It's kind of the same situation. So you have to train people in detail of what you want. Now, if you train them and you show them a few times and it's written down, it's in time by manual, there's a picture behind it that shows you what the tool looks like. You can't figure it out. Then maybe that's a decision you have to make as far as changing the technician out. Or maybe that person needs to look for a new line of work or maybe work with somebody else. But you have to at least have a system in place to train somebody. You have to have a way. If you can't communicate that effectively to people, then you're not running a company, you're running a job, and you're doing it very, very poorly. You have to make sure your wishes and things are very, very clear. You have to make sure that what you want your technicians to do is very clear. When we talk to our customers and clients and we book a job with somebody, we go through a certain scenario every single time of what we're going to do in the house, what makes us different than our other competitors, um, why you should choose New Jersey's best when it comes to having your floors clean, your upholstery clean, your pavers clean, whatever that happens to be. Why should you use me versus every other available option to you? Again, the uh, what do they call that? The USP, Unique Selling Proposition. Why should they use me versus everybody and all other choices they can possibly have? You know, so they're getting explained the list of things. Now, we can just belt it right out now. My office manager, myself, anybody that talks to an, a, a, a potential customer or client, um, we can you know, say this is what we're going to do, this is what we're about, and this is what we ask from you, or we need to hook up to a cold water source in the house, or it could be a hot water source depending on what we're doing or where the equipment's being. We also need to make sure the carpets are pre-vacuumed quickly before we get there. We'll do the rest of it ourselves. 
making sure all breakables are removed from furniture. We we go through a pre-checklist. Now, again, we don't have to visibly look at the checklist and say, we got to do blank, 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 and blank. It's not that way anymore. But they also have to have systems in place. If they need to hire a CSR in the office, it's going to deal with a potential customer or client booking because if the stuff is not written down, not in place, um, it's going to take them a while to get it down to make sure every base is covered. Um, we do record a lot of our calls when it comes to things coming in, especially when they come in from different third-party sites like Google. Um, we got to make sure that those those uh, those calls are done correctly and that our staff is handling our customers the most efficiently they possibly can, and they're answering all their questions they may have. Again, they're the customers and clients, not us. Um, so we want to make sure that we have a very good open communication with them. Without that open line of communication, we can't expect any technician to come in the house to do the job effectively. What you end up with is you go into Mrs. Smith's house. Mrs. Smith says, hey, uh, I thought you were going to go and move this couch. Um, it's got a sleeper underneath it. It's, And then then Jim has to go in and say, well, ma'am, I'm sorry we don't move the couch. Well, they never told me that over the phone. I would have never hired you. Well, I mean, Miss, Mrs. Smith's got a legitimate gripe. It's very, very important to make sure we are on the same page, but we're not going to move something that could potentially have a break in the leg. We don't even like to move couches in the first place um, because of the liability of something being broke, a bad leg. We go to move it, and all of a sudden, Mrs. Smith forgot that forgot that 10 years ago, uh, their nephew came over, jumped on top of the couch, and actually broke the leg, and now we moved it, and we're responsible for it. So um, it's very, very important for us to to know that, and I always say the word's very, very important because it is very important when I make those points. Um, customer has to be set with a prerequisite of what we're expecting in the job. They got to know a certain checklist of things that we are going to do and a certain checklist of things we cannot do for them. And one of them is moving certain furniture. We can't move antiques. We're not going to move hutches and dressers, but there are people that think we do. And if we don't cover that with the front, with the customer and let them know we move only small furniture, we make sure that all the breakables are moved off the tops of furniture and um, that that's our policy. We don't move bed, beds, hutches, entertainment centers, etc. Um, they're going to expect that we are going to do that. Many people will, um, and we won't, and we can't because it's it's not part of our, our daily usage. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's impossible for us to do it. We certainly have to charge accordingly and bring a different crew out there to help move that furniture back and forth to make sure it's safely moved and that nobody gets hurt or the furniture gets broken. Um, but we have to make sure we, we set those things up and we manage those expectations ahead of time. Well, it's no different when it comes to our employees. That's where I'm going full circle with this. When you're talking to technicians and you do not manage the relationship between them, you don't talk to them and say, hey, um, we need to do this, this, and this, or review a concern, review a a customer complaint, review an issue with the the customers and clients, then, you know, you could have a real problem on your hands. So everybody's got to be on the same page. That does not mean every single technician is going to do the same thing every single time. They're not. It's impossible. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different way of relating to somebody. But we have to make sure there is a system in place to do that. If the leadership, the management, the supervisors, the leads, whatever you want to call them, foreman, it doesn't matter what it is, um, if they don't know how to communicate effectively and get that point across to the technicians that are in the field, it's going to be a free fall. I have no other way to say it. It's gonna it's gonna be like throwing a ball down the stairs and expecting this the ball is not going to go, not going to fall all the way down the stairs. It's gonna drop and it's gonna drop all the way to the bottom. So we have to make sure that that particular thing is 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 
is paramount to our business, that we are effectively communicating. Um, you know, again, proper leadership is, is key. Years ago, you could build up a business just by reputation, getting a few people. You go through people, not a big deal. Um, you know, if you're not training them correctly, they just leave and they go, wow, the guy was a real asshole. He didn't know how to train me. I, I didn't have much of an expectation when it came to it. Um, you know, it was just a terrible experience, but it wasn't necessarily that you were doing anything bad or they were doing something bad. It's just a bad experience when it came, comes to what they were looking to expect. And if you don't set the parameters and set the expectations with your technicians, how are you going to set the expectations when it comes to your customers? How are you going to promise things to people that you can't possibly deliver? Well, it's a full circle. So I'm going back to teamwork and communication. Teamwork requires an entire team to accomplish a task. One person can be very good at accomplishing a task, can be better than sometimes three and four people, but they still can't do the entire job. It's not possible. There are things that you're not going to be good at. That technician might be very good at three or four things, but there's 10 things under the list, and they might be unbelievable at three or four things, but they can't be great at all nine or 10 things. And if they are, they're just an anomaly, just doesn't happen. I shouldn't want you to expect, I definitely don't want you to expect that you're going to run into technicians and employees that can do things like that. It's just, it's not realistic and it only leads to a lot of pain and aggravation on your part. And of course, also on their part when it comes to not being able to meet your expectations and their expectations of you are dropping like that ball going down the stairwell, going down the staircase. So that's the big thing. Communication, teamwork, training, mentoring, making sure you have that open communication, making sure you have systems and procedures in place, making sure you review those systems and procedures. You don't have to be crazy with it. You don't have to bat somebody over the head and say, remember, 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 God damn it, you're going to remember. None of that. You just need to make sure you're in front of them explaining what is required, what is needed to accomplish the task. Same thing you do with a customer. Same thing you do with your long-term clients. Same thing you do with technicians. And if you're the owner of the company, same thing you're doing with your management staff down. So making sure we're all on the same page. We are not always going to agree. That is also another impossibility. That doesn't mean you should change from the policies and procedures that are in place to have that done. And the better your communication of these particular things, the better your life will be. The lower the stress you will be, the better you're going to be able to manage your business. Keywords manage your business. Something this particular very nice older gentleman was was awful at and needed a recourse. Fortunately, his time in history, it's old dogs, new tricks is probably not going to happen. But it's it's effective that you have to. It's it's mandatory. It's paramount that you have to have these things in place in order to keep your team working at an optimal performance. It's just like a football team. The better the football team communicates together, the better they win, the better they play, the happier they are, the happier the fans are, the happier schmucks on TV are watching. They're spending all the big money to do it. So I want you to keep that in mind. Thank you so much for joining me today on our brand new episode of Service Without Excuses podcast. Again, our brand new studio. We got lights up here. We got a brand new uh, 4K camera, digital mixing board right here, our iPad. Everything is just awesome. And the nice thing is most of this stuff can go with me. So even when I go out of town, I've got a, my little Rode Procaster right here, a podcaster microphone. I got a brand new Personas microphone I've been trying out and I really like. Um, it's all very versatile. Take it with me on the road, change it up a little bit. Boom arm is right here coming over the table. It's, it's pretty awesome. And I have my office right behind me, our podcast studio. So again, thank you so much, guys. Welcome to a brand new episode 
of Service Without Excuses podcast. I believe we're at episode number 15. What would be 15? But this is season two, episode number one. So 15 really doesn't exist. Um, we are here to help you with your small business um, grow. I've got a great interview coming up this week with a gentleman named Clark Brown. Clark runs Restoration Advisors. Um, that is a very, very powerful uh mentoring uh, company that he has with uh, restoration contracts in particular. Um, he comes from managing a $100 million plus company um, to go on his own, but he's had experience on large loss and major. Um, he's extremely good at getting you to where you need to be on the bigger scale. And uh, we're going to be interviewing Clark Brown um, in our next episode. So thank you so much. Have a great day and we will see you soon. Oh, 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 oh,